0: Welcome to another episode of Haven of Horror. Uh, we've got the late ghost. Uh, no, the day ghost. Uh, you and... can't
1: introduce me. I'm never late. Oh, okay. He's oh, I mean, the wizard of the party. A volume off the stream. There we go.
0: And Milton Man thing.
1: Talking. I could hear us talking.
0: Uh, so, tonight we are talking about the 1992 classic Candyman. And it just fell the sl- slipcover, but the remake of *Night of the Living <laughs> Dead*. <laughs> and uh, Milton and I are going uh, to touch briefly on yeah. Milton and I are going to touch briefly on the original as well. But first, and while I grab the other half of this movie, uh, Austin is going to tell us a little bit about *Land of the Dead* and the zombie, since he decided to skip
1: last week. Oh, I don't remember. It was a week ago. Land of the Dead was a movie that exists. Well, Literally, no, the... the one thing that, that I remember from that is that shot where, like,
2: uh, there's, there's a zombie with no head and then its head, like, flips up.
0: That god-awful head. CGI. The
2: CGI yeah. is so bad. Yeah, you, you need to resolve the tie, uh, Austin, because, uh, you know, um, we were kind of split a bit critically on this movie. <laughs> So where do you lie? Oh, on Land of the Dead?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was just very like, eh. It's,
2: it's whatever. It's not great. It's not we don't need a Canadian on this podcast. Come on.
0: <laughs> well, the best part is, see, because last week when he told me he was going to be able to make it, he's like, oh, I'll just I'll give my thoughts next week. And so I'm like, well, Austin, we'll start the show with you giving your thoughts. And he's like, I don't remember. <laughs>
1: It's the bye-bye man all over
0: again. <laughs> it is. You need to take notes like uh, Milton and I did. Yeah.
1: You guys take notes? I was watching. I remember. Uh, you
2: know, a lot sporadically. So,
0: okay. So I, I actually don't expect either of these guys to take notes. I do take notes when I'm watching it just to give myself things to remember to speak, talk about in case I forget something specific. Um, but you don't really have to, but I do. And I'm still getting an echo.
3: Hmm.
1: <laughs> oh crap, I muted you guys. Okay, there we go. Hmm. Is it better?
0: Okay, so... Turn,
3: turn.
0: Let me pull up my note. Because uh, I honestly thought auction would take longer. Anything about Zombie 2? Or Zombie? Whatever you want to call it?
1: No, but I will say Land of the Dead I will give... Probably a, it's out of five, right? Yes. Um, probably like a one point five two.
2: <sighs> yes, I win. You're fired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. You're both fired. Let me no.
2: guess, John gave hey, me a four I said I would five. watch that movie again. I say, I said like two out of five. non non-pressed Would watch again.
0: I don't remember what I gave it. I think I gave it a four. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that was.
0: So, well, I... Not
2: bad, but you can tell
1: there's, like, a steep decline from the first three.
0: Well, and what I... My reasoning was, I would... Me, personally, I would give all three of his original trilogy, like, a 5 out of 5. I love all three of them. I think this is just, like, a step down from those three. Because it's, like, it's in the middle, right? Like, you got the original trilogy, Land of the Dead, and then those last two that he did. <laughs> Survival and Diary. Yeah,
1: because it's just, <laughs> like... The three steps, there's like six steps between each step.
0: <laughs> so, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on Candyman because I was having technical issues while watching it. Uh, but I still I remember the movie for the most part. I've seen it twice now. Um, so, we're going to start with Night of the Living Dead because I also feel like that's going to be the quicker talk. Um, well, it
2: depends, you
0: know. Maybe. So, Austin, you said you've seen this before, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I saw it a few years ago.
0: Okay, so we're going to start with Milton and get his first impressions.
2: Well, I mean, mine's kind of, like, combined with a whole recap on the old one, so maybe we want to get Austin's first, considering he hasn't seen the original one yet.
1: Okay, good good idea. Maybe. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Well, I've seen the original, but it was during a watch party, so we, like, talked over it.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, Austin, get get this. It's, like, 20 bucks on Amazon. I don't know how much that is in Canadian dollars, but... um best release of this movie like it looks phenomenal
1: the original yeah that's the criterion one right yes
0: okay. uh so austin what is your first impressions thoughts on this remake
1: um i've, I've always like I really liked this remake i thought it was pretty good um it's obviously pretty simple like it's mostly a movie that takes place in a house just like the original one is but, like, it's never boring or anything. It's also really short, which I didn't remember until this time. It's not even an hour and a half.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, is it? Re- I wasn't paying attention to the runtime. I just thought it was an hour and a half.
1: Yeah, it's about uh, an hour and 28 minutes. So oh, it's like, just under, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really short.
0: Um. Okay, uh, so... I, I kind of wish I'd asked you to watch the original as well so we could all give comparisons, but it's, it's fine. Uh, uh, I wasn't.
2: It's during a watch party situation, but she.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's a watch party situation. We're not really focusing on the movie.
2: Yeah, like I, I've seen it, but like. Hmm. Oh, uh, kind of. <laughs> it, it does get into an interesting conversation of should you watch the remake or the original? And then. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. where the conversation gets more complicated.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I have a question for you guys about this in the original, because obviously I know the ending is different, Mm -hmm. but is there a lot of changes outside of that, or is it mostly beat for beat, the same film? So,
0: there are minor changes (laughs) to the plot, but the biggest change is Barbara. Well, yeah,
1: which I I knew, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But that's really the biggest change, because the thing to remember with this remake is, unlike most remakes, the the original creator was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
1: it's Tom Savini that directs it, right? Yes.
0: yes. I think so, yeah. The other thing to remember is that this was a really bad production, uh, like, behind the scenes. Oh, right. Tom Savini has said that only 40% of his ideas made it onto the final film. Because mm-hmm. uh, Romero wasn't really on set. He wasn't hands-on with this. No. But it was his idea to get Savini to direct, because those two were really close friends. And Savini mm-hmm. was supposed to do the effects on the original, but was drafted into Vietnam. Which turned out to be the best for the best, because Vietnam is where he kind of honed, like saw real carnage, and that's what gave him the skill that you see in later later movies that he did. Um, so with Romero gone, he had to fight the producers on everything.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't really look into the behind the scenes, so I had no idea that there was a bunch of trouble behind the scenes.
2: But if we want to go in depth of comparison and contrast, I made something. <laughs> I, I'm very proud of myself. It's like my work skills are actually combining a bit into my uh, you know, creative skills here. So hang on a second as I attempt to share my screen.
0: And what I thought was interesting while he's doing that is uh, this movie was destroyed critically at, when it came out.
1: Oh really?
0: Yeah, like people did not like this remake. It's been reappraised, rightfully so, I think. Yeah. Um,
1: so kind of like the thing, like that type of situation. Yeah.
2: Now let's see if I can actually pull this up properly. All right, y'all see it? Uh, I gotta click on Watch Stream. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, go. there we go.
2: Okay, I'm just wondering if it shows up on the YouTube thing as well. It does now. It does now. Okay, cool. So yeah, yeah, I can see it on the stream. So dang yeah. you went
1: like real professional.
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. And only a few hours too. I mean, just while just while uh watching the original on a lark, I decided, you know what, I might as well compare and contrast the two, So
0: Okay, hold you on, know? hold on. Are you telling me that you liked Bill Mosley less than the guy in the original?
2: So so here is here's my thing. I like almost all of these elements, or I'm at least tolerant of like a lot of these elements. I really like both movies. I'm not I'm not going to... I want to make that very clear. Mm-hmm. This is really just a comparison contrast of what I think works better with the production. It's, it's not so simple, obviously, but if I had to, because, honestly, if I'm looking at a remake, I'm automatically going to compare it to the original, because it's a Absolutely, remake. Absolutely, yeah. I do think it is a worthy remake, certainly. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that. So I guess uh, going down the list here, um, I guess, yeah, the main difference is Barbara or Barbara, you know, depending, because there are slight differences between the names of the cast members. And I, I also put Johnny on here because even though he doesn't have a big role, he is their first and he does have an impact on the plot and does have some presence in the beginning scene. So, I mean, it's not much of a difference, but there are some subtle differences that I think make some important differences between the two movies, sometimes in terms of pacing and just how you feel about how the characters are. Um, Barbara in the original movie is not main casting. That's pretty much all up to Dwayne Jones in the original but, of course, I mean, comparing and contrasts a lot of these things is kind of subjective. I do like the Barbara in the second film a lot more. Because Savini was doing something entirely different. And I think it works. And I think having co-stars with Patricia Tallman and Tony Todd works really well for the movie. Um, you know, the whole Mosley thing. Um, which one do I like better? I don't need Johnny to be obnoxious.
1: <laughs> he is like pretty over the top in this remake.
2: <laughs> a lot of what's in Savini's choices, as I have noticed, as I've compared and contrasted, they were a lot more stylized, is how I would look at it. Um, whereas a lot of Romero's things in comparison are subdued. I wouldn't say actively subdued, but Savini is definitely looking at this in terms of a remake and definitely characters to see. A bit more extreme, I would say. Mm-hmm. So depending on depending on how you want to look at it, um, but I mean, so yeah, with Johnny is like less less so Johnny more so. I like both performances, but I do think Johnny works a bit better. Whatever Ben you decide, just it depends on the rest of the cast for me if the rest of the cast is a bit more subdued, then Dwayne Jones' performances works better. I mean, on the other hand, Tony Todd just works better, I think, with uh, Tom Tolles. Um, I would personally prefer the character of, of Carl Harman's thing in real life, as opposed to Tom Tolles. Because Tom Tolles' Harry is... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he, it, it's almost maniacal. Well, I wouldn't say maniacal. Um, that's not the right word for it. But definitely evil. Certainly a lot more evil than Carl uh, Harmon's performance um, with Harry. Definitely makes Harry seem a lot more of a villain. So Vinnie wants you, need, once you like, almost right up to that. just really not like Harry at all. Whereas with Romero, is a bit more subdued and a bit more reasonable, I think. A bit more even-tempered.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I have that with... Uh, not to interrupt, but I have that with both Ben and Harry in, in the remake. is Because all they do is at each other for like the entire movie.
2: I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say that. I would say Tony Todd's performance is... How I would compare and contrast the to Ben's, uh, Dwayne Jones is more charismatic, whereas Tony Todd's is much more powerful. Mm-hmm. And... Tony Todd's performance doesn't take away from Patricia's. And I think he works as a good foil against, um, you know, Tom Toll's as Harry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If I tried to mix and match the Bens and the Harry's, it wouldn't work very well. Tom Toll's, mm-hmm. Dwayne would just completely destroy Dwayne, and Tony Toss would destroy Carl's. So I think the two needing, needing to have both personalities that are evenly matched is important for the casting. So, it really just depends. I can't really say which one is better or the other, just with that in mind. Because you switch either of them out, but you don't switch both of them out, then I don't think it works for that conflict in the story, personally. Um, The rest of the uh, family, uh, the Coopers, doesn't matter they're interchangeable. Not trying to, like, you know, bring down, like, the uh, acting on both of them. It's just, they don't do a whole lot. Yeah. Important roles, I would say, but still. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, But I mean, comparing Dress, I could switch them out.
1: Um, yeah, like Tom, even like yeah. the daughter especially, like she spends most of the movie laying down. Like it's just yeah. uh, barely there. And then obviously when she comes up, it's this huge moment. But uh, it's not like... like I could see that kind of being anyone in a way.
2: Yeah. Um, Tom's perform. Tom character, I like Tom in the original a lot more than I like him in the remake. Mm-hmm. And I watched the remake first. Um, I think he works better, and I think is, I would prefer him with the new Judy Rose over Judy, personally. If I could mix and match that, I'd be fine with that. I, I just prefer a smarter Tom. And you don't need to have him shoot into a fuel tank.
1: I I was going to ask, is that from the original? Because that's hilariously
2: stupid. (laughs) No, he... No, I mean, it it accidentally catches fire in the first one, but I could... But that's just a mistake. Mm -hmm. Tom deliberately shooting the fuel tank to shoot off the lock. I
0: I burst out laughing at that. I'd forgotten uh, about that.
2: Yeah, and it's hilarious, and honestly, I think that sort of hilarity has its place in zombie movies. I just think for this particular context... I don't think you should be laughing at that sort of scene. Yeah, true. But, like it's, it's really but it's really stylized with Savini, though, so... I, But I still think I prefer the other Tom. At least Tom dies in the first one because he's trying to save his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But I also don't prefer that Judy because that Judy is very... She's not active. Whereas mm-hmm. Judy Rose is a lot more active. So I would prefer that Judy Rose would be the original Um, if I had to go into further details subcast I might prefer the original just so because granted it's evenly stylized the issue is I I guess I prefer to just have normal people rather than over the top hillbillies and rednecks I guess at the end I don't don't know Savini gets it's kind of mixed a bit with the ending with Savini so Mm. I don't, I don't know. Of course, people might have different opinions on that, but I think I might prefer that. Zombies are, and this is, of course, where Savini's production begins to just, you know, start to win over. Zombies are better in the remake, mostly because of the effects, but also because the rules were a bit more consistent with their agility, I think.
1: Yeah, well, they know what they're doing by this point, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, uh, the original is kind of setting the stage for what uh, the modern zombie would
2: be. Yeah, it, it all comes with time, so Sabine got had the opportunity to look back, Romero didn't as much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, just the
2: nature of the game, right? Yeah. I will give more credit to the camera work in the original, though. I don't know if a lot of people care about that, but I think... The dynamic camera working of Romero's makes it a little more visually interesting. Slightly more. Um, but only ever so slightly. Pacing, that's a personal opinion. Maybe the original's better. Maybe the other one's better. I'm not really sure. I think it's slightly better than the, uh, the Sabini remake because things are so stylized and there's the pace of it. And I'll go quickly, so I'm... We don't have glazed eyes, but, um, editing, you know, not as much rough cuts, ending, how'd you all feel about the ending?
0: I like it for the time period that it came out in. Um, this is something I was going to mention is I appreciate that they changed it just because I don't feel like the ending of the original has as much context in like the nineties as it does in the sixties. Hmm. Um, and obviously, he's doing something very different with some of the characters uh, than Romero was doing in the 60s, just in a matter of it's an updated version.
2: Yeah. I guess. I, I think some of it's a little on the nose with some of the commentary that Barbara gives at the end, but mm-hmm. that's it's just a small thing. Um, yeah, yeah
1: for, for... I think I like the ending of the original better. Like The entire time I was watching it, I was like, ah, this just isn't as good, I don't think. Because uh, the original ending is so impactful and it just hits you, while the new one, I don't think it has that same effect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, John going forward is better than backward. Canada equals Austin. Oh, I don't want to be Canada. No. (laughs) Well, I couldn't play Canada on the other side. Savini isn't, you know, Canadian American, but Romero is. So, you know. (laughs) And of course, I kind of am or was. You you just are. Kind of. Yep. But there's my thing. Just made that. Thought it was pretty neat to kind of like look at it that way. Hope you all liked it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I appreciate you putting in the the work. Um,
1: I just appreciate like somebody like being professional on the show. <laughs>
0: well, that's what he's here for—is to keep us on on track. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Um, I will say, like, because, and, and it's hard for me to be completely objective with this one for two reasons: one, I love Romero, hmm. and two, historical perspective—I I do have it for this movie. That it is important. But it only takes me so far with this movie. Barbara, depending on my mood when I'm watching this, Barbara in this one is almost impossible for me to watch. I just want to reach through the screen and, like, <laughs> like do something. <laughs> like, stop sitting on the couch for the entire movie. Well, she has um, to hit
2: you first before you hit her. So. Uh, well, then I'm the screwed
0: because all she does is sit on the couch and do nothing. Um. Until she dies. Spoilers Uh, for a what? How old is this movie now? Uh,
2: At least because this is sixties, yeah.
1: Um, because the original trilogy sixties, seventies, eighties they're each a different decade.
2: Well, this one was released in sixty eight, so yeah.
0: Um, so obviously, I appreciate in the remake that they did something different with Barbara, and I really like her in this movie. Um, she's cool. kind of like the voice of reason when everybody's going crazy. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The ending is a little on the nose, but I think it works. Cause again, I don't think you could just recreate this movie's ending, uh, Wait, for a remake. A little
2: bit of it at the end with how it fade with, with, you know, that effect in the title, credit kind of things.
0: But, yeah. You know, but like the context you... is all different. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, But yeah, the the gas station thing made me laugh. It shouldn't have, but it did. Um, I also laughed when Ben freaked out because Harry was taking the TV and he thought he was taking it downstairs. And then they just smashed the TV and Harry's like, you dumbass, I can't even get a signal down there.
2: (laughs) I do wonder what he was trying to do exactly, though.
0: Yeah. That's my
2: question. I think Harry probably just realized that like right at the very end. I was just being a just just being a bastard about it. Yeah. Well, and
1: I, I had that thought
2: too.
0: I think everyone in this movie, except for Barbara, is a lot more hot-headed. Because uh, especially like Ben and Cooper both fly off the handle about the smallest things. Yeah.
1: I mean, Barbara is maybe the biggest freak out when she's shooting that zombie over and over again. <laughs>
0: The, I couldn't tell if that was a freak out or she's just trying to prove something. Because remember, Judy is freaking out because they killed what she thought was their neighbor. And, like, she's in denial. And so, like, Barbara is talking louder because everybody's, like, yelling. And she's shooting, but she's trying, just trying to show Judy, like, look, these things aren't alive.
1: I did wonder though, because Barbara's just like a regular person. <laughs> how and, did she uh, learn how to shoot so well? <laughs> how did she learn how to shoot so well? I mean I mean, as it's been said before, like it is more stylized, so you just kinda uh like go with that. But it is just funny where she's just like headshotting zombies like perfectly <laughs> never missing. Yeah.
0: Um I like a lot of the zombie effects. Uh, I think they're still a step down from, like, Day of the Dead. But I consider Day of the Dead to be, like, Savini's masterpiece. And I forgot to look if he did special effects for this or just directed. Um, But all the zombies look solid.
3: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah.
0: So, so Austin, as someone who who doesn't like zombie movies, is this in their top ranking or is this just kind of...
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that, like, I don't like zombie movies. It's just, like, they never... Like, out of horror films in general, I feel like zombies are kind of, like, my bottom tier. It's, just, it's not something that, like, immediately comes to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I... I'd say this is in, like, the upper echelon of, of zombie films, absolutely. I think it's a really good movie. Also, well, I'm going to say... you
2: next to zombies.
1: Um... I don't know. I don't have, like, a full-on <laughs> tier system in my head.
0: Also, I'm just gonna say it. I think this is one of uh, the most, like... Zombie
1: movies and the Bye-Bye Man, and that's the body
0: <laughs> You can't put zombies with the Bye-Bye Man.
2: No, it's implying that the Bye-Bye Man goes over <laughs> zombies, apparently.
1: Oh. I think you know, this is one of the, the most, Bye like... Bye-Bye Man is just its own tier of horror. <laughs>
0: Um I think this is one of the most <laughs> overlooked uh remakes in horror cuz like I don't know if a lot of people know about this one at least anymore.
1: Um, uh, I'm not sure cuz yeah it's not something I hear people talk about as much but at the same time like I feel like it's in kind of the same league as stuff like the uh like the Blob or like the Fly and stuff like that. Yeah. You know those uh like remakes of yeah. Like 50s or in this case 60s uh, films.
2: Yeah, um, I do think this is a film that definitely—it's fine for it to have a remake. I—I mm-hmm. th- I think there's enough stuff where you—it's simple enough, and you can still improve upon it. I think Savini kind of puts his own spin on it, and despite the production issues, I think he puts in a pretty good film. I well, if,
0: if you think it's a good idea that they remake. Decent enough to remake. Have I got good news for you? There's about sixty of them, because <laughs> everybody and their mother got their hands wow. on this.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's the Vini we're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, guys, we should. I, I know. I know but... Let's let's do our own remake for well... the next episode of the show.
0: <laughs> See, you might look into that because I have heard that they finally got it out of the public domain. Um, but no, there's.
1: Is that like a thing you can do? I, I don't Somebody know. put a copyright
0: on it. Hell, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's like animated remakes. There's a 3D remake. Uh, and I've seen that 3D remake when it was not good. A uh, lot of big names, a lot of kind of big names, at least in the horror industry, in this. Most notably, of course, Tony Todd. Uh, Tony Todd is the man. Like, anytime he shows up, you know you're in for like a good time. Even if the movie's bad, he's probably going to be good. He is the Candy Man. Yeah. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> you broke Austin. Oh, the Candy Man. <laughs> um, Cooper is actually in a bunch of Rob Zombie films. Um, he is the sheriff in The House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, he is somebody in the remake of Halloween but I don't remember who now. I thought I wrote it down, but apparently I didn't. Um, Tom, uh, the guy that plays Tom is was a special effects guy, and he helped with the effects for Friday 7. He was in that film for like a second. Uh, he was also in Leatherface Texas 3, which I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequels. Um, did just get really
1: quiet, or is it just me? Well, no, you were talking.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh no. Telling us stuff. Yeah. no! No, no. <laughs> Am I quiet, or
0: you've got something going in your back, on in, in the background, or something? and It stopped, and that's what was quiet. I don't know. Sound, do you have a fan running, or something?
2: Me? I do, but it's still running. Do you need me to oh. turn it off? Uh, no, it's I fine. Have one, but it's my computer. I'm, I don't know if it's
0: then it must be Austin. No, it's fine. It just cut out and then like it got even quieter and it felt just was weird. I just no, noticed it. Fan, yeah, yeah, my
2: fan never
1: stopped.
0: I don't know what it was that it stopped. Like I couldn't hear it for a second. Um,
1: I've never heard somebody Look like tell me something and that mid-sentence and go, "My so quiet."
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Um... And then the woman who played Barbara, she's mostly she's in, like, a lot of Star Trek, uh, and she's the, like, the witch in Army of Darkness that Ash fights. I was um, wondering where oh, really? I'd seen her from.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like, a lot of big, I don't want to say big, big actors, but big in, like, the, the scene actors in this. Yeah. Never um, get
2: Tom Tom Savini, you know, from Dusk till Dawn.
0: Which we will do that one of these days. I love yeah. that movie. It's yeah. so ridiculous that you can't help but love it.
1: That okay, that that's tough. one thing I'll say with Land of the Dead. The second he rocked up, I was waiting for him to pull out that gun, and I'm like, ah, but he can't, it's not that movie.
0: Well, the best part of that is cause he's just in the exact same like outfit he wore in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, so it's like an Easter egg for that. And I forgot to mention that. Um, see, now I can't stop thinking about that preacher zombie. Cause that CGI is like terrible. And in the commentary, half that commentary is just them talking about how they enhanced the movie with CGI.
1: <laughs> they enhanced it. All right. <laughs> I was laughing.
0: Did you notice, uh, before they break the TV, cause they're watching the news. A lot of that dialogue is the same that Shaun of the Dead used later on, uh, hmm. Hmm. in their news reports when they're breaking up over TV. But I wonder if, because I know in the original they had some TV, but it was mostly like interviews with NASA and stuff. I wonder if Edgar Wright has seen this remake and is like a fan of it. I
2: wouldn't be surprised if he has. I mean, yeah, no, I... considering <laughs> the industry of veterans and whatnot. Savini making his remake with some of George Romero's input mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me
1: mm-hmm. yeah no I think definitely you've seen this movie
0: yeah, yeah. Um, okay so final thoughts Austin
1: oh I, I wasn't prepared for this so that you're still listing stuff uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know it's, 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 it's really good <laughs> it's really 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 good
0: <laughs> oh, um, although I did take another look at my notes because you said that. Uh, I also like that Barbara's the one that points out that the zombies are really slow. Um, but I also believe that Ben doesn't want to risk it because he's kind of scared of like getting stranded. Uh, so I believe I buy that even though she's thrown out what in and I think is the best solution because that house just isn't going to last forever. Uh, they do make me believe that why they're staying there.
1: Yeah, I can see it both ways <laughs> in that situation. Yeah. I can see I can understand where each of them are coming from.
0: Okay, so what out of five and would you watch it again? Often.
1: Um I'm gonna go with a four out of five, but I will not watch it again. <laughs>
0: he's like i'm zombied out i watched like three zombie movies in the last two weeks no, i'm just
1: joking but uh, yeah i'd say like maybe like a three point five four out of five i'd say some somewhere around there
0: okay okay milton uh bonus same thing but bonus question if you could only suggest one to a person interested in the zombie genre original or remake
2: that's not a fair question. Yeah, what kind of a question I'll a- is that? I will answer it, but the answer is watch the original. The yeah. reason why is because it has irrevocably affected the industry, the mm-hmm. original. It, It's the reason why any of these good remakes even exist in the first place. Does give credit <laughs> to the original if you had to watch one. <laughs> Well watch the remake as well. I think this remake is pretty good too. Out of five, difficult to say. I might say three point seven five out of five. I might be bordering on a four. No, I'll give it a four, sure. <laughs> I'll give it a four. At least to the original to the remake, it's I maybe might give that a three point seven out of five. I mean three point seven five out of five. Hmm.
1: But, um... What's your score? 5.5 out of 5?
0: (laughs) Um, okay. So, I love this movie, and I'm gonna answer the same question I asked Milton. Uh, I didn't ask you, Aussie, because you don't really know the original super well. Um...
1: Even then, I'd probably still say the original.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am also gonna go with the original. However, keep in mind, this is a film from the 60s. Uh, you have to go in with that historical perspective, I think we all know certain people who can't do that. Uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Uh, but um, I'm going to give the remake a three out, three point five out of five, uh, and I'm going to give this one a five out of five. Even though I have Your issues. Went
1: lower than us.
0: <laughs> um. Funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like Ben Cooper and Barbara are the main things I like about the remake. Uh, especially Barbara, of course, she's the biggest improvement. Everything else, I think this is it's better in this one. Um, the zombies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: he's got uh, you
0: there. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes because this is something I noticed: the effects in the original, in the bleh, the effects in the remake are obviously better. But was it just me, or was there not a lot of, like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to... Try, I'm trying to figure out how to, f- like, phrase words. Um, I feel like these are almost creepier in a way, because of the black and white, it enhances that. Um, and there wasn't a lot of gore in the remake. There isn't in this as either, but the truck scene, unless I missed something in the remake because I might have gotten distracted... But that truck scene in this one, that when they're eating like the burned flesh off the corpses, I feel like was creepier in this one.
2: Um, <laughs> I think it's a matter of perspective. Granted, you can be creeped up by both. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Um,
0: but, uh, okay, so... That, is I think... Oh, absolutely! I would recommend both if I could recommend both. But if I could just do one, it'd be this one.
2: Yeah. Um, As for me, when I watch these again, I would watch another. I would watch another remake. That's. that's I I can
0: mean. make you a list of remakes of Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're
2: gonna watch Night of the Living Dead in three D <laughs> next time.
0: Hey, it's got fit Hagen in it. Just
2: just Night of the Living Dead remakes from here till uh, April. Into the top twenty, *Night of the Dead*
0: remakes. Um, I mean, we could probably, we could do like an entire month on Romero remakes. Let's be honest. Um, but oh, and I would absolutely watch both of these again. Are there *Night um,
2: of the Dead*
0: remakes? No. No. No, nobody wants to remake the lesser-known ones. They just want to remake the original trilogy. Give
1: it, give it like 10, 15, 20 years, and then people will <laughs> be remaking Land of the Dead. When we hit 2000s nostalgia, that's that's when we get the
2: remake of Land of the Dead. We're starting to get it to a certain degree. Now.
1: Aren't
0: we? I feel like we're still in 80s. Like We haven't even really hit 90s that hard yet.
1: You see 90s stuff pop
0: up I, I did say we weren't at 90s completely but like we're still not out of the 80s for nostalgia i would say we're for some of the lesser known <laughs> stuff
2: like not fully mainstream yeah, some of the lesser known stuff i don't know man. absolutely that's, All that's
0: right. so before we hop into our next film uh austin or milton anyone in the comments have anything to add uh to the discussion
1: uh no there's no comment oh (laughs) Oh, not even noah showed up
0: (laughs) i guess that's what we get for doing this on the tuesday (laughs) um oh and then just something i did want to announce as well because next week we'll be going back to our regular wednesdays uh i can't guarantee it'll be every week but i do want to make tuesday nights a gaming night uh whether it be just a single player game or whatever Austin, uh, I'd like to do some more. To do, like to do some Predator uh, hunting grounds with you at some point for the channel, because uh, I got that on PS4 yeah. or PS5, so it'll be easier to play together because that crossplay's a bitch. Um,
3: yeah.
0: If you guys haven't watched it, Milton and I started a playthrough of Man of Madonna. Uh Austin, I got to tell you, for like one of those point-click games you don't Wait, really like.
1: Man of
0: Madonna. madon i've
1: been yeah. calling it man of Medan" for a like so long <laughs> i
0: i gotta i gotta tell you though for one of those i know you don't really care for those like point and i don't want to say point and click but like like detroit become human you know what i mean
2: oh that's it's a, a cinematic button prompt
0: story driven game
2: adventure oh, okay
0: but the co-op is mean,
2: never really sure what that game was. I
1: just I'd heard the name before.
0: Yeah. Um, co-op the, optional. The co-op is really interesting because you're both playing the story, but you're controlling a character, and you can make your decisions, and it affects the other character because you're both in the same story.
2: And oh, cool. maybe the motives for the players are very different. Maybe one wants everything to be okay, and the other one, you it's know, way. wants other things. <laughs>
0: And the nice thing about it <laughs> the nice thing about it being online like we're uh you don't you're not stuck together, so we were doing like two completely different sequences in the game yeah. and then would re meet and our choices would have already affected future paths for the game hmm. it's really interesting um
2: yeah sounds cool, yeah it's how, yeah it's how i a- accidentally damaged the relationship of two characters so um. Uh...
0: Yeah it, yeah, it was like, like I'm just gonna orange, be a dick. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get some Resident Evil content on the channel on Tuesday Tuesdays. I don't know what Tuesday. It just depends on how I feel after work. Uh, Austin and I hopefully will get some Predator done. He'll just have to we message probably me.
1: Do some like RE5 at some point. I could. Co-op.
0: Do you have that on PS4? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will pick it up when I get paid. Um. I'm really pissed that I didn't buy it because I came this close because it was like eight bucks. And I was like, yeah, but I don't have anybody to play it with. <laughs> hey,
3: there
0: you go. <laughs> <know>. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I could pick that up. We could do some RE5. I like that game a lot. Uh and Hunting Rounds, like I said. Yeah, we could also look 15. in Friday the 13th, uh, Dead by Daylight. Austin would just have to get it. Milton would, because it is cross play. Um, but yeah, a lot, lot of expanding. Uh, we've got some comic stuff in the in the works, too. Probably in April, I think, depending on schedules, which I got to get with you guys about because I have a couple ideas just about kind of making that like a spin off, you know, like the main episodes are about films and then we can do like, you know, Geek Evolution they have like the comic vault and stuff mm-hmm. uh, coming up with a horror version of that. That's just not that's not a just complete rip off of something. The horror uh, vault. Well, the only thing I could think of was Tales from the Crypt, and I was like, we can't use that, because, you know, the show and the comics and everything. Yeah, I, I like Haven of Horror.
3: Like well,
0: yeah, that's the YouTube channel. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess we could call the show, like, Haven of Horror on Haven of Horror, but...
2: Uh, interactive Chronicles? What? Or, or, or Shop It.
0: <laughs> but anyway... Candyman mm-hmm. uh, since Austin introed Night of the Living Dead Milton what was your first impressions about Candyman?
2: <laughs> I love this movie I really <laughs> do <laughs> um, so I I had first heard about this I as as some people might just on YouTube watch Mojo will just have terrible list but occasionally they will expose you do some good stuff. Candyman was one of these. So I had heard about this movie for a while, but never actually made the effort to go watch it because reasons. Finally did. And this movie is awesome. Alright. Tony Todd is the man... Oh my gosh. Um, it's... it's, And the, the main lead herself is also really good too. Um, I, I've never seen like... Shoot, Clive Barker? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never seen other stuff by Clive Barker. I want to.
0: We got to show this man how. Sorry to interrupt, but we got to show this man Hellraiser. Like, stat. It's on my list. (laughs)
2: Actually, make it a part of this podcast. I'll definitely see it then. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. We'll get there because
0: both. both, Yeah, Austin and I love Hellraiser. I'm going to make him watch some of the sequel too at some point, but. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely gives into interesting territory because this is—it's not only a film that kind of brings up the idea of course of modern anti-superstition, but it also has it has an awareness of black exploitation, not just in regular cinema but also in horror cinema as well. So there is awareness of that that is clear in in the tone of this movie. Um, it it definitely makes it a bit more interesting, like knowing that, especially the history of you know, you know, black actors or or whatever sort of like African American actors or trying not to offend anyone who might you know, I don't know the terms anymore; they keep changing on me. Um,
1: They're called heads. candyman man actors. You racist! <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I don't th- I don't think that sounds any better. <laughs> <laughs> my point is is that there's been a long history of those sorts of of a lot of those people trying to get into the industry that get snubbed a lot, they get killed a lot and they don't really get as much attention until you go into the more underground or like right house picture kind of stuff and now you have like films like these that are in the mainstream that have that mentality and want to turn it on its head and you also have the idea of the reaper no longer visiting like the poor and the downhearted and then transfer over to those who take a lot of stuff for granted and kind of, you know, look over haughtily over those who are, you know, in poor situations. So it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting, both thematically and as well as what's the underlying you know, subtext. Plus, Candyman is awesome. I, I like the idea it's not conventional at all. Um, but it works. It works. Um, like bees running out of corpse, like a, like a hive. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very, very interesting.
3: Yeah, I'd
0: like to look at the short story. Uh, it's in one of his books of blood. Um, to see how like how much has changed, because obviously with Hellraiser he took the base idea and then ran with uh, like a different small changes here and there to make the story better. Um,
1: yeah, it's almost like another draft of that story. Like I watched that film a few times uh, in like a short burst, and then I tried to read the book and I stopped like <laughs> thirty pages in because so I was like, it's just like beat for beat. <laughs> that movie, and its it was like really distracting, where I was like, okay, I've seen this too many times in close succession, I'm going to have to wait a bit before I read this.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm a big fan of Clive Barker's work, uh, both in film and on the written page. Um, I don't know if you guys have read too much or anything by him, really. I want um, to, but I haven't. No, he's in inter- pretty pages. <laughs> He's interesting because, like, he does horror, and, you know, every Clive Barker book loves to slap that Stephen King quote on the front that is like, I have seen the future of horror, and his name is Clive Barker. Swear to God, like, every single horror book he publishes just slaps that on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, a lot of his work is actually more dark fantasy than horror, and he's done, like, kids' books and things like that. Um, but this is
1: kind of like Stephen King in a sense where He's done so many other genres, but he's just known for horror. Yeah, just no um, kids' books, I guess.
0: Well, and he's also... He also has written like a third of the books that Stephen King has. Um,
1: well, Clive Barker's uh, best book is uh, The Candyman tie into Willy Wonka, which is that sign.
2: <laughs> you all saw the thing that I made. <laughs> that image with just Willy Wonka's head on top. Um, yeah, so... <laughs>
0: As someone who has seen Hellraiser almost probably as many times as I have or more, Austin, and this was your first time seeing this, right? Mm-hmm. What yeah. did you think?
1: I, I have to ask though quickly: Did uh, Clive Barker write the movie, or is it just based on a story that he did? Because I wasn't entirely yeah, sure. It's based uh, on a story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let well, Let me look. Hold on.
2: I'm fairly sure he didn't write it directly. He might have had some input. But...
1: Yeah, I forgot to look. Uh, look, and I didn't even remember it was a Clive Barker thing.
2: Oh, also, we're going to get a Candyman remake, apparently, at some point. Oh,
1: Where it's time? already being made. We have a trailer. Oh, it is? was isn't. supposed okay. to come out last year. It
2: was supposed yeah, to. Yeah,
1: Jordan Peele wrote it.
2: I'm mixed on that.
1: But... Yeah, it's a um, we'll it's a sequel, though. It's not a remake.
0: Uh, to answer your question, Austin. It's just often... like the Halloween
1: thing. Um, to
0: answer your question, Austin, this is, yeah, this was not... Yeah,
1: I'm whatever
0: on it, too. They just took the story and ran with it. This was written and directed
1: by Bernard Rose. Oh, okay. Uh, the big thing I had while watching it is... It reminded me... I know, obviously, this came first, but uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, The Ring. The um, I've never seen the Japanese version, but the uh, Barbara Binsky remake. Just in the sense that you have like a woman looking into this like urban legend type character that is like haunting her, and I just found that like interesting because that's a movie that like traumatized me as a kid. But <laughs> and like the ring, uh, it
0: got two shitty sequels.
1: <laughs> exactly, and a <and> uh, <laughs> like uh, like thirty years too late sequel. <laughs>
0: I really want that to be good, but I can't. I can't get myself to believe that it is. It's gonna be.
1: No, no I. I don't think it will be. But uh, when I went into it, because I didn't really know what Candyman was about, so I just assumed it was like a, just like your uh, like everyday slasher film. And then when I actually watched it, it was like, oh, this is, this is actually something really unique.
2: It's just really different. Yeah, you don't get it where you don't get as much where it goes into such a psychological aspect where you could even truly doubt or wonder: Is Candyman actually committing the things himself, or is shoot? What's her name? The main her character, character. Helen. 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 Maybe Helen is being used as a vessel for the killings.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm still not entirely sure. Like, I know that he's responsible at least partially. But I don't know if it's, he's doing it himself, because it's kind of implied that he did it at least to her best friend, uh, Bernadette. But the ones where she's just waking up there, I don't know if he like possessed her and then used her to kill them. Or,
2: Well, I mean, we, def- we see his corpse burning in the pile at the end. So he at least has some, he has some effect on the real world. Yeah. It's probably more of a symbolical thing of his body being burned at the end. Um I don't know. I really don't think it matters too much worrying over what could be the truth. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that's so important too much. It's interesting to have the debate because it brings it, could be. But this is a this is a psychological supernatural thing.
0: You're well, just supposed
2: and, to wonder because this is about perception.
0: And I I I had the same thing Austin did the first time I watched this. Because just from the title and I knew, you know, of course, like Tony Todd is iconic in this movie. The hook and the, the bees and everything. I thought this was a slasher film. Um, what I got instead, I was like, I'm definitely going to have to rewatch this because I didn't understand half of like what it's trying to do. Uh, I, I still don't think I understand it entirely. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of moving parts to this film a lot of racial identity and politics from the 90s mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it's it's great and i think this movie needs both tony todd and um whoever plays helen i don't remember her name uh um, virginia
2: Madsen. i think
0: is i think they are both brilliant in this movie and uh, this is also the movie that made me believe tony todd is a madman <laughs> um because he really put all those bees in his mouth. I don't know if you guys kn- knew that, but he really did that, and he got paid like a extra million or something every time he got stung. <laughs> okay,
1: well at that point, I'd be like, shove bees in my mouth too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but
0: I see. I don't know, man. Like,
2: only so long, money.
0: Yeah, but one thing goes wrong and you're a dead. House
2: for every sting. <laughs> Heck yeah.
0: And I could be quoting that wrong. I know he got a bonus for every time he got stung, but I don't know exactly how much.
2: A million seems like a little much, I would
1: think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look into like, it too yeah, deeply.
2: 50 million just on bee sting
1: insurance.
0: <laughs> but, like, can you imagine having to do... Because you have to imagine they had to do multiple takes. And, like, just having those bees in your mouth...
2: Ugh. Oh yeah, the thing we don't normally talk about in movies on this podcast—the score. The score is a bit more obvious in this movie than it has been in a lot of the other movies that we've watched so far. You know, yeah. except for Repo Man, but that's that's different. <laughs> that's di- that's say, a yeah. different beast entirely. But, um, but in this one, yeah. I I really do like the soundtrack. It's definitely much more present. But that's there for a purpose. Um, Simply more ominous and uh, definitely gives a spiritual vibe of sorts. Mm -hmm. Like you, you automatically get like a religious connotation with a lot of the uh, how the instruments are used.
0: Well, and we'll be talking a lot about soundtrack next month, I'm sure, when we get to uh, the project Austin's been waiting for. Um, He's so excited. (laughs) um i am too, too i am too honestly yeah. um like i said i didn't get to take a lot of notes for this one the first half of this film i watched in the audio was out of sync uh which was really oh. distracting
1: <laughs> i'm so sorry man um, how badly out of sync was it because i remember you telling me that it was out of sync but like so like slightly off or like no really like
0: bad? when i so Okay, so here, this was how insane trying to get to watch this was, and I figured it out that it was the PS4 in the front room because that's where I was watching it. Their mouse would move, it would move on to the next one, and then the line of dialogue that was supposed to be playing out of the person that just came, like went off focus of so the camera would start playing. <laughs> but I came in here and put it in my my PS5 or my Xbox, and it was fine. Uh, so I saw the second half of this as it was supposed to be. And, of course, the second half is where things really start amping up. Uh, I started with the corrected audio right about the time she escapes from the asylum. <laughs>
3: um,
0: but, obviously, this is a very slow-burn movie. It's very much about him coming for her. Uh, like, he wants her. When we get a little bit of backstory on the Candyman, because she's investigating this urban legend in the Kabini... Kabini I'm gonna say this wrong. Cabini green, cabrini G- green.
2: Alright, let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I can't I can't remember exactly. Cabrini yeah, remember green. The exact yeah. cabrini uh,
0: green. Like that. Austin, I just gotta ask you, what is it with Clive Barker and Hooks?
1: Uh, well he's a man of many fetishes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Of course, he'd ask the the day ghost, and that's the answer he would kind of give. I mean, <laughs> well, you haven't seen how see they're then you'll he, know. I mean, books have that connotation to them. They're almost always used as some way to imply power, predatorial instinct, and hunting.
1: Just, just wait till well, we show you how it is. I would describe as being like an erotic horror film. Like it's oh, not it's... like. It's not, like, erotic in that it's, like, softcore porn or anything, but, like, it's very much about sexuality.
2: What kind of movie do you want me to watch, guys? <laughs> what um, it's about a demon
0: who brings pain to some and pleasures to others. Okay. <laughs> many, many. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: Let, let's just put it this way. Barker came up with the idea while in a BDSM club.
2: Yeah, and it's va- <laughs> you can tell just watching it. So not only did he come up with the idea of just from a BDSM club, he also had to be in one at the start. That already implies so much. Yeah, just, I'm just not wait. Not to
0: shame should Austin? Should sure. we give him a little homework and like have him watch the
1: movie?
3: <laughs> well, this is no, a different.
1: I'm just imagining, like, Barker being in, like, this club, and, like, he just has all these hooks in him, <laughs> like, at the beginning of Hellraiser.
0: No, uh, we Noah. will save that, but we will we will definitely do an episode. Uh, and then, Austin, I also need to get with you and Milton as well about doing... Uh, I want to do some film commentaries. I know I have mentioned it before, mm-hmm. um, but I'd love to do an Evil Dead 2 uh, commentary, especially with Austin, because that's our favorite film.
2: Yeah, I would favorite it's my favorite out of three yeah.
0: i mean uh, if it's not your favorite you're absolutely. just wrong i'm sorry but you're wrong like it's the best of all of them
2: out of the three ones obviously <laughs> the tv show is a bit of a weird piece for
0: me well no but when i say all of them i just mean the original three and the remake like i'm not comparing the show oh, cause...
2: i don't i didn't even watch that one so
1: it's pretty good uh, it's yeah, not I as know. good as, like, the original, as, but... As modern horror remakes go, the remake of Evil Dead is probably, like, the best. That's also not saying anything,
0: but that disgusting. movie is... is fine.
1: It's fine. It's, it's it's all right. It's a Great. good
0: time. Well, maybe, maybe not a good time. But... Oh, yeah.
1: There's, believe... like, there's one change that I would make to that film that I think would push it above being, like, pretty all right to being, like, actually good, hmm. But we'll get there when we get there. That's what it is. Um,
0: so um, the main things that I remember is from the second half because the first half is pretty consistent, just slow build up. To her researching Candyman the legend, uh, finding out his backstory, which is horrifying. You uh, you also
1: get like a pretty, pretty good uh, child <laughs> actor, which yeah, is
0: super yeah. rare, especially at this time, yeah, yeah. Although speaking of acting, I don't know if any of you guys had this, but when she wakes up in that first, the, for the first time, and like the dog is dead, and the mother's having like a panic attack, the of the mother of the baby who's missing, yep. that woman was so bad. Like, she, I don't know if it was just me, but she came off as just really over the top and like.
1: Did she? I don't know. Her dog was dead, and her baby was gone. <laughs> okay,
2: John. How would you react to that situation? What would be the and appropriate amount of that, horror that
0: you would feel and express? Well, see, I don't know. It's just like I wasn't getting horror from her. I was just getting like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just it was weird. Maybe it's just because I don't know how to deal with people who are panicking. Like, it might just be me. That's why I said it might just be me. Because like, I hate when people panic. So maybe it was just like. He was being natural, and it just
2: five too much panic. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, you're not supposed to predict my score.
2: Well, it's just it's a scenario in this particular scene where you have two very important figures that you've put a lot of emotional investment into. You have to do it for the dog. The dog is also a source of protection for the home, and that, and his head gets chopped off in that thing. People that was people box. get really attached. People get really attached to dogs you spread the blood around everywhere currently, and also <laughs> your child is missing, you don't even know if that child is dead or alive. And it's probably worse of the fact that you don't know where the child is rather than knowing the child's fate immediately. Which would worse. naturally put her in hysterics, I think.
0: Well, um, and kudos to this movie for having the guts to kill a dog. Like, there are very few horror movies that go that far. They didn't no. actually
2: kill a dog, of course. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's just, not... Look, let, let me, let's be very clear here. No dogs were actually harmed in making this
0: movie. Listen, this isn't Friday the 13th. They no. wouldn't really kill the animal that they were showing was dead.
1: <laughs> what were
0: you saying, Austin?
1: I was going to say, is killing a dog that rare in like older horror films? I'm the only, the yeah. only yeah, ones like... that I can think of is like The Thing... John Carpenter loves killing dogs. (laughs) Halloween, Michael kills two.
0: (laughs) Halloween, The Thing, and this one. Yeah, fair enough. I I mean, Pet Cemetery, I guess, because it killed the cat. But cats
1: are stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, it's just always been kind of been that unwritten rule. Because especially in like, like Friday the Thirteenth, when there is a dog in the film, it's always one of the guaranteed
1: survivors. It was Uh, a thing my drama teacher always said in high school. uh, (laughs) You're allowed to kill kids, but not not a dog. (laughs) Which I don't know if I agree with, because I'm pretty sure we cheat away from killing kids in horror films more than dogs.
2: It depends on the time. Um, During this time, there there was more leeway to that sort of thing, whereas nowadays, not so much.
0: Well, it also depends on just
2: how gutsy your director is. Sure.
0: Like I could see Romero killing a kid in one of his films. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, anime, or anime, it would happen quite a lot.
1: Or, or like Carpenter, even. Uh, Why well, was shocked or, in the 2018 movie of uh, Halloween that they kill? It's like one of the first kills. Is <laughs> a kid.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, so obviously. Yeah. That's a, that's a movie almost entirely about killing kids.
0: Oh yeah, but that was based on a book written in the 80s like that's just them not being afraid well even then they're kind of afraid of that material but
2: yeah well i mean for, for various reasons yeah.
0: i i i think that's going to be the best adaptation of that book we get but i have high hopes that one day we'll get like a straight adaptation of that book minus like the in the infamous scene at the end
2: okay just making sure <laughs> we're all the same case here, john <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't I don't need to see the gangbang at the end, but like no. like the the turtle and the, all the cosmic stuff I'd like to be like that to be in the movie.
1: Sure, sure. Um I think that's Fuck. the only scene run once in the next remake.
0: No, you're you're confusing me with Tom.
1: He doesn't even want a, the remake part. Oh no. <laughs> Um,
2: we had to say on task. Here.
0: <laughs> so the other thing that really confused me in this movie is how long was she in that institute?
2: Oh, she was there for at least a month.
0: That's, like, that's the time frame. Okay, because like she goes home, and like her husband's already moved someone else in, and they're like redecorating and stuff. And I'm
2: like, well, I mean, they that character who comes in, appeared towards the beginning of the film, when she was attending yeah, a was reference lecture. The that's
0: the same girl. Well, I'm not saying the character came out of nowhere, but she's only there a month. Like He started dating her, moved her in, and they're redecorating it they under a month. No, no
2: she they were having an affair during that whole time. That was what it was all about. Remember uh, when She calls him from the PlayStation and he doesn't answer. Oh, I didn't there. even put that... In the t- I but didn't even also put that t- just in the body language of the characters and the, the
0: I'll character speak. And I'm apparently I'm stupid. Cause that never like clicked to, to
1: me. <laughs> so I was so
2: confused. Like it's what's okay. happening? You know, audio.
1: The audio. Yeah, the bro, like, walks away, looks to another student and goes, we're having an affair. And then walks away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Descriptive audio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, and so, and then obviously, this movie has two sequels. Um, the second one is called Farewell to the Flesh, and I only remember that because it sounds like a Hellraiser title. Um, I was going to
1: ask, with the sequels, is it like Hellraiser, where it just becomes a generic slasher? I haven't seen them.
2: Uh, okay. um, apparently, uh, within the casting, I haven't seen them. But uh, Farewell to the Flesh, apparently, has it stars Tony Todd. So. He's
0: in all of them. He's the like the Netflix only...
2: Doesn't... I feel like that doesn't make sense, though.
0: Welcome to horror it. franchises. I know, I know, I know.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, with you Hellraiser,
1: know. the guy who plays uh, Pinhead, is through most of the sequels, and it's just like, huge decline. <laughs> what, you mean you don't like to watch uh,
0: Hellraiser in cyberspace? No. <laughs>
2: I mean, but it's like in this one in particular I feel like it does make a lot of sense. I mean sure you have like Chucky. Chucky is Chucky and Chucky's gonna appear you know, a different installment, sure. Okay. I
0: can buy that. But here here's why your argument is wrong. They, they killed, killed the main They killed the main character of the stall franchise in the third movie and they made five more.
1: That's because that series is made by
2: hacks. They don't have yeah, a movie
1: I, as good as Candyman. I mean, well, you're not I'm wrong. Saying
2: what sh- I'm saying what should make sense, not what actually happens in this freaking industry. So.
0: Horror is, I think, the worst at just like beating a horse till it's dead. Like We're about to have our ninth Saw film.
2: Uh, we're having another one? Yeah,
1: with Chris Rock.
0: <laughs> and Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. <a> joke. <laughs> What's yeah, even
2: apparently, better? Apparently the third Candyman film is called Candyman Day of the Dead. <laughs> That's one of the remakes. <laughs> it's quite an interesting thing that we've talked about. It's interesting we're talking about remakes here. <laughs> it's so <still laughs> title so ridiculous to me. <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> they're in like an underground facility and zombies attack and they're running away <laughs> and they get to the other end of the corridor and Candyman's there <laughs> and they're like I know we need the zombies to fight Candyman that's the only way <laughs> so and I know at least
0: uh, me and Austin I don't think are very excited for this new one Um just not really another one I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess is is what I would say.
2: Just Um, remaster the movie or something. They they already did. Again,
0: sure. (laughs) Um, but just just for sake of speculation, Mm -hmm. is there something that they would need to do in this new one to make you interested? Cancel (laughs) it. That, that's not an answer.
2: Well, Asa's being really aggressive with this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, if they commit to the psychological aspect of it and try to delve a bit further into it without well, actually trying to establish too many of the rules... Understand of course it would show some understanding of why the original film worked. Understand practical effects too. That's another important aspect. Or does really well with practical effects. Understand flashing images as well. Know how to use, you know, single frame, you know, stuff, because that's that happens a lot in this film as well, the technical aspects understand the film, understand exploitation. There's a lot of different things about the production of the film that they show. If they show that they've done research and they have passion towards it, then I would be interested. I am a little skeptical, though, because this remake is being made during this time, and I think this is just a push for this kind of horror. I don't think that this is being made for anything more than a cash grab unfortunately that's so how I'm looking at it well, we have a very
1: like inexperienced director that's only really done one movie before this
2: well I mean, and Jordan
1: Peele uh, he's not directing it though oh he isn't? He- no no uh, the director is Nia DaCosta who's doing Captain Marvel 2
2: Nia Dikosa did Captain Marvel one. No, no. no.
1: Uh, the she's doing two. Uh, her only movie before this is called Little Woods.
0: I will say this: my big hang-up with this movie, which well, made
1: one hundred seventy-one
0: thousand dollars at the box office. So I, I have two holdups with this movie so far. One, I'm not impressed with Jordan Peele's writing. Uh, I haven't seen Get Out, but I didn't. I didn't think Us was amazing. And two, um, often we talked about this a little bit with Nightmare on Elm Street, how, like, Robert England is just like, is Freddy? Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a passing of the torch film. I'm not interested in somebody yeah, else well, playing I this role.
1: 50-50 on whether Tony Todd's even there or if it's just like a cameo or, like, what's going on oh, with that. Oh, okay.
0: But if he is in it, because I've heard, heard that he was in it, And it's a passing of the Torch movie, like, I don't know about you guys, I'm not interested in somebody else, you
1: know, playing this role, like... Well, we also have, apparently, uh, Helen is in the movie, like, the ghost Helen, but it's a different actress. Oh.
0: Well, I do know that the main guy in the trailer is the baby that was kidnapped in this film. Oh. Uh, I...
2: I don't really need like a Candyman or son of Candyman situation. Passing the torch <laughs> with a horror franchise is just bizarre in of itself. Yeah, yeah. It, it trivial. It, it by itself trivializes the entire existence of a. This the figure needs to be singular for this to work.
0: You well, to if it were, it
2: and you're diminishing it.
0: If it were me. What I would do Maybe instead of doing
1: grudge remakes from last year. Yeah. I don't know I... if you guys saw that, but uh, no.
0: what I do, would do, the
1: opening is with the original grudge family and then they move to a new house and it's like a new grudge family in America. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. <laughs> Oh, Steve, what I would do is instead
0: of a passing of the torch movie, because if that's what it is, they're only doing a passing of the torch so they could make more seats. Right.
1: Um, yeah, when I don't like the main actor they have for that movie and the other stuff I've seen him in,
0: I would just make this like, okay, Tony Todd had a really you know fantastic film, and then two sequels that nobody talks about. <laughs> Let's give him one last like go at his character because I mean, obviously this is Tony Todd makes Candyman what he is, and then it's over. Yeah, but this... it's Hollywood, so we won't.
2: Yeah, just straight up remake it. I don't really think there's a way to do it in <clears throat> a single story. Mm-hmm. So if you have to, just do it from the ground up again.
3: Yeah. You I might mean... as
2: well just do it that way. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think it's a good idea. But if you have to... Yeah, or it's even... a singular like... story. It's supposed to be a standalone. I think. First. Yeah.
0: The only hope I have going for it right now is, despite my like lack of faith in Jordan Peele as a writer, he has said that Candyman is one of his favorite horror films.
2: Yeah, but they all say that. Yeah, he's not gonna
1: come out and be like, "Fuck Candyman!" <laughs> what a trash I film, am I right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined to believe him just because I've seen like, I've seen what he does in his films, and I could see him being very influenced by something like Candyman. Well,
2: um, yeah, but I mean.
0: And I didn't say it was, like, a bright, the like... room is inspired by Oscar films. <laughs> and I, I'm just saying it's, like, a small, like... It, it'll make it. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's, a sli- like, a sliver of hope. I'm not, like... As I'm a, cautiously yeah. optimistic at best. Yeah. Um, I still need to
2: see Get Out. Uh... I feel like it's an M. Night Shyamalan situation that we're with this uh, director right now. <laughs> Where you have a guy who has promise, and then his films slowly decline. Yeah, and then he, but he's too popular; people like him a lot. And then he just keeps releasing film after film, and occasionally he might get a good, one, an okay one or a good one, but most of it's just him having an inflated opinion of himself.
0: I just hope his Twilight Zone isn't anything to go by. <laughs> what I've heard, it sucks.
2: Well. It's-
1: <laughs> but well, it was co-created by Peel and Simon Kimberg so
2: that could have, had, that could have been the issue there,
1: but... Uh, but yeah and one of the big things I've heard about the new Candyman is that it's supposed to be about like place brutality and I just think it runs the risk of being uh, really preachy and not like a story <laughs> I don't know maybe that's just me I think the original film makes a comment about not police brutality, but like uh, racial identity, like you guys said earlier, and it's, you know, subtle.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and also <laughs> it makes beating over the st- head, it makes some statements also concerning, you know, psych ward treatment and whatnot in Yeah, the agency of those who are in those situations did they have any hope of recovery.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I already know just from his other work that Jordan Peele writes subtle by uh, pouring gasoline into the shape of the word subtle and then lighting it on fire. So I don't have faith that he'll handle that.
2: <laughs> I'm fairly sure I've heard that joke somewhere else, Austin.
1: I'll oh, get back to
2: you. My hangout.
1: So, so Austin, are you gonna? an Image of it, so I had to explain what the image
0: was. You, you you're gonna watch uh, this director's Frankenstein movie? It's the one I posted that uh, poster in the Discord the other night, where it had like three different fives in the in the poster for the word Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, where all the e's were threes, the s was a five, and the i was a one.
2: Wait, was that real?
1: Yes. <laughs> I to it's dr- top 20 right there my dad sent me an article it was <laughs> like the top 20 frankenstein <laughs> adaptation well what's
0: funny is so it's directed by the same guy who did this film uh and to be fair it only has 10 reviews but Wait, according the same
1: person oh did the original candy man the original
0: okay this movie has 100 percent, or at least it does according to wikipedia on rotten tomatoes based on 10 reviews So I might check it out at some point. Like It's not a lot of reviews, but if at least ten different reviewers are giving it somewhat of a... Well, I don't use them for the end-all, be-all, but, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah. Like, this is the only big movie he's done, just looking at his filmography. He directed a movie called Snuff
1: snuff movie. Weird. Snuff movie? Is that like one of the missing parody movie movies?
2: Apparently it's snuff a British... Is it a George Lucas private movie? Apparently
0: it's a British horror film. I can definitely see that. <laughs> um,
2: and while I'm talking about Frankenstein, can we just get like an actual adaptation of the book?
0: Can no. we get
2: that at some point.
0: Honestly, not unless, like, Blumhouse gets the on it.
2: <laughs> if, well, Blumhouse does. They're going to make it terrible. <laughs> You're going to make
1: Did... John cry. Don't say that. I mean, why, why do you say Blumhouse. that,
0: though? Because, I you know, mean...
1: There's that talk about, um, like, a universal Blumhouse Frankenstein. It's, like, a modern See. day, and um, it's like kids... Uh, like, in a neighborhood or whatever, and their next-door neighbor is Frankenstein, and he's, like, building the monster in his basement. Who knows if that's real or if that'll ever happen.
0: See, I'm gonna fight you on, on them uh, making it terrible just because, like... They would? I don't know, though. Like, they obviously have a love for They're
1: the... 50-50. They have no quality control. But at least when it
0: comes to the Universal Monster stuff, they obviously... Know how to find people who love that stuff.
1: We've had one, so you can't say that.
0: So they have a perfect track record so far with that stuff.
1: (laughs) But one does not a pattern make, sir.
0: We'll we'll just have to see. What's their net? Do they have another like Universal Monster movie planned?
1: Um. Oh my God. Do you want me to go through the? (laughs) No, just (laughs) Because it's huge. (laughs)
0: I just mean, like, does Blumhouse have another Universal film in the works? Um, I don't think there's anything here. I'm pulling it up. Um, but yeah, I I will defend Blumhouse. Even their schlock, I think, is fun to watch, at least.
2: What? Um, okay. <laughs> hey, future probably guest episodes there. Yeah, cool.
0: yeah he won't be on them, but... <laughs>
1: I don't know, I watched was it Fantasy Island and I was like, this movie sucks.
2: At, at least we can say John enjoyed a movie. Or several movies. I liked so, Truth
0: yeah. or
1: Dare better than Fantasy Island, but... Okay, it doesn't tell you... <laughs> oh, okay, this one. one... Oh, that's just straight up The Invisible Man 2. And that's <laughs> the only one that says... Oh no, Jason Blum here. Uh, he's doing a Wolfman... Okay, I'm. I'd oh, be interested. The team director as Invisible Man. I guess I was
2: haven't Invisible Man, so it's yeah. good. The
1: invisible Man's pretty solid, hmm. but I agree with you because Blumhouse has no quality control. So being like, Blumhouse is making this. It's like, okay, but am I getting like Invisible Man <laughs> Halloween 2018 Blumhouse, or am I getting? <laughs> everything else that they make.
2: Well, it's, like, it's, like, it's at least like a 50-50 shot of someone actually trying to make something. And at least we will get credit for that. Or it's a tax write-off. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Exactly. I will say at the very least, if Blumhouse is making it, I will enjoy it. I can't say it'll be good, but I'll enjoy it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay,
2: well, Melvin well, and nice I, I will go and
1: have standards while well, you can go and watch most movies.
0: I don't even want to hear it, Mister Hellboy Twenty Nineteen.
1: Yeah, but that's at least ironic. <laughs> no it's Was not. It? Was it? Yeah, no. Oh, it's to that, but I can. That movie's stupid.
0: Well, I can. Li- I like these movies. I don't. I don't deny that they're stupid. I just. I enjoy watching them. Like, I'm not gonna say they're good
2: so anyway, we're far off of the track of candyman right
0: now uh yeah and we are we are running out of time so uh Austin final thoughts score and would you watch it again
1: uh okay my score is gonna be <laughs> four 4.5 leaning towards 4.5. I'm gonna say yeah. That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna go four point five.
0: Is this the highest movie on the on the show that we've done for Austin? Because I don't yeah. think we rated Predator.
1: Um, no, I don't think we rated Predator. Uh, <laughs> okay, Candyman's <laughs> a better movie than Predator, probably. <laughs> but I also just love Predator, so I I don't know if I can put it above Predator because uh, enjoyment it. always takes takes a factor into it. Um, Well, and I, like, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid, so there's, like, a hint of nostalgia there, too. (laughs) Um, But would you watch it again? Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. Milton, final thoughts, score, would you watch it again?
2: So I'm gonna say my 5 out of 5 for something really, really, really special. So I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of 5. Um... If I had to take up any points, I feel like maybe a bit of the ending is a little bit of an unnecessary downer to a certain degree. But then I go back on it to say, oh, it's a good bookend. So, I don't know. That's just personal opinion there. Um, There's not a lot I can critique negatively about the movie, honestly. And I just, I loved it. I love this movie. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I will watch it again because I'm fairly sure I missed some stuff. Because there's a lot of subliminal stuff that's going on throughout the movie. Like, okay. I'd love to see it again. Yeah.
0: Well, I would give this a 4 out of 5. Uh, I definitely need to watch it again preferably
1: with the audio in Both sync. Both of the films gone just one step below. Um,
0: <laughs> with Candyman, it could definitely go up. Obviously, I missed some things like The Affair. And the audio being out of sync was really distracting for the first half.
1: Um,
2: the fact that you could still like this film even with the audio desync for <laughs> half of the film—that's
1: yeah, that's a high praise. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, I love this movie. Um, I will definitely watch it again. Obviously, it's not my favorite or anything. Um, and it's, maybe it's not fair to compare them, but I think I would rather watch Hellraiser of the two Clive Barker adaptations that I've seen. Um, but I think both are brilliant in their own way. I would highly recommend this. I can't recommend the sequels, haven't seen them. I probably will watch them at some point, because I can sit through almost anything, as long as it's like entertaining. Clearly. <laughs> Look, I'll, as long as the movie's not boring, I will at least watch it. I can't say I like it, but... <laughs> um, But yeah. Austin, would you like to announce what we're doing next week?
1: next month it's carpenter month baby
0: (laughs) and what two carpenter movies are we starting with oh god
1: i don't remember um i put that pin message in the discord for this okay hold on um (laughs) i don't know how to get to pinned on my computer i gotta go on my phone Uh... (laughs) pins okay it's uh the fog and the thing, so we're getting both of the buzz out of there. Yeah, I just went like in order
0: on his filmography minus Halloween.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've seen That's the thing already. I can't next wait. Week. Yeah, I've seen the thing already. I can't wait to see it again. This will be the first time for me seeing the
0: fog. And Austin, I don't know about you, but the only one week I'm dreading is like that last week. Uh it's oh, like Vamp- Vampires and Ghost of Mars. Mars. Because I've not heard anything about vampires, and I've heard Ghost of Mars is, uh, rough.
1: I didn't know I owned vampires. I thought I, like, had to pick both of those up. And then when I picked out, uh, My Candyman last night, it was on top of vampires, and I was like, oh, I do own this movie. <laughs> uh,
0: so That's yes. Carpenter Month, uh, next, starting next week, starting in March. We are going to go through two Carpenter films a week. Um... Often next week, if you have any free time outside of the show, hit me up. Uh, We'll pick, since it is Carpenter Month, let's do a Carpenter commentary. Um, We'll have to kind of brainstorm it, but maybe we can do like the thing commentary and Milton, you know, hit hit us up as well. Uh, I just know sometimes it can be easier scheduled with two people than three.
2: Sure. Um, We'll see. (laughs) Let me know in the time. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, that one might just be pre-recorded or maybe we'll go live. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but start thinking about a movie that you think you would have enough to say to do a commentary on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also keep in mind there's like four movies that I know by him, at least semi-well enough to not make it just a blind reaction. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to start getting some commentaries. Uh, they look like a lot of fun. And Austin's like the pro-commentary guy over here.
1: Three under my belt. Have you or only four? done three?
0: Four, I think. Well, you've done the three Terminators, and you've done how many with Cap uh, that haven't just haven't been released yet?
1: Uh, just X Men Apocalypse. Oh, wait a minute! You've been doing those TV commentaries. <laughs> I'm talking about those TV ones. <laughs> I was talking about those TV ones. Okay, so there's Batwoman. Um, uh, Runaways. Um Incredible Hall. Superboy with Dan and then the audio was messed up for that. So that one will never be seen. Oh no. <laughs> Poor Dan. Yeah, it was very sad. <laughs> and then the last one was Lois and Clark. So yeah, five. So you've those. done about eight. Okay, maybe maybe I am a bit of a comment oh, uh, star right reacting now. to things. What can I say?
0: Maybe maybe we'll do a thing commentary and Release it after we do the episode or something. That
2: would be cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I have to figure out how I want to do that. Uh, but yeah, and then I think in April, unless we can get together on another day of the week, we are going to start doing some Hellboy comic. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
0: I know Austin's excited for that too. I'm
3: for
1: that
2: too. <laughs> I think that sounds like a cool idea.
0: We'll have to. Yeah.
1: Love me some Hellboy. Hell yeah.
0: And maybe, maybe if we do, yeah, we'll do that in our April, Austin. what we could do is like maybe an arc and a movie, uh, like Hellboy 2004 and then the first arc of the comic or something. I don't know. I don't know why we're brainstorming like live on YouTube, but <laughs> yeah, this, this is a different. <laughs> <laughs> just while it's in my head. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to throw in any horror not, news or anything before we wrap up for the night?
2: I mean, we've already gone through a lot of horror news already. Yeah. It's just—it's horrifying just what is happening in the film industry. So, <laughs> just wanna...
1: wait till we get the Universal uh, Paul Feig movie <laughs> it's <laughs> it's coming no. out, Dark Army.
0: Austin's gonna make us cover Ghostbusters twenty sixteen at some point, isn't he?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Or, you know, if you just ever want to follow the events of real life.
1: Yeah, it's pretty horrible. It's more Bye, everybody. <laughs>
2: have a great
0: Have a great week. Uh, we will be back next Wednesday, 11 p.m. Eastern, with The Fog and The Thing. I have never seen The Fog before, so that'll be a first viewing for me at least. Austin um, is pro- probably the only one who's seen almost every movie on the list for Carpenter Month um
1: yeah it's just not uh the last two vampires and ghost of Mars. oh and prince of darkness so say, yes, missing.
0: okay see where this is gonna be fun um but yeah next week tuesday hopefully to do a gaming session and then if you guys are free hit me up for the for a commentary those will probably have to be pre-recorded uh unless i own it digitally uh because if it's digital i can watch it on my phone and like that way we're not streaming the movie to YouTube. I <laughs> you
2: wanted to do a live commentary.
1: <laughs> you want to do a commentary when you're watching the movie on your phone?
0: <laughs> well, no, I would set my phone on the base of my monitor and then look and then look down at it while we're talking. Make it work. You make me sick, sir. <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> no. No, we, we need Austin for, for Carpenter Month, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the one time I'm useful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we will talk at you guys next week, and we appreciate you all hanging out. Obviously. Have a great weekend. Yeah, bye everybody.